glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Let us just pray for a second. Father, we just ask that you anoint myself, Lord, and my brothers and my sisters, as we just break open your words of life, that it may be a blessing to all that hear. It's in that holy child's name that we pray, the name of Jesus. Amen. As we look into the Word of God, I know that we can't help but see that it is a book of joy for those that walk in obedience to Christ, and it is a book of sadness to those that walk in disobedience. That's very simple. I'm sure you've all heard that we reap what we sow. And if we sow discord, we reap discord and destruction and death. But if we sow those seeds of God and worship God and praise God, we're going to get joy back in our life, full of radiance and full of zest and zeal that can only be from God. We have a choice don't we? This morning you have that choice. During the time of Isaiah, when he came on the scene, 750 years before Jesus, the country was in the same state that it's in today. It had a choice to either serve God or to serve the devil. And during the time when Jesus came on the scene, it was a very dark place. And they had the choice to either serve God are to serve the devil. And today, as we look all over the world, it's a very dark world in a lot of places, but we see the little light of Jesus shining in some of our faces today, and we have that choice. We can either serve him, or we don't have to serve him. It's up to you. And 750 years before the birth of Christ, Isaiah prophesied the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Of course, that great light was Jesus. They that do well in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. Jesus again. Thou hast multiplied the nations and not increased joy. But as we read this morning in our call to worship, but a child is born a son is given and of course that son is jesus and the government the entire government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty king everlasting father and prince of peace that's our jesus as we look around the world today, the governments of the world today, we see crises in Iran, and we see the government in a turmoil of not knowing what to do. 
I admire President Carter for the patience that he has taken, and I believe that that patience is from God. But we see a, a world that is in turmoil and crisis, and it's bad. It's real bad. But I know that this world is made up of individuals, and those individuals are people like you that's sitting out there today. And that's where it must begin, in the hearts of individuals. So I'm concerned about your heart today. Are you sitting upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ today? Is he the Lord of your life, and do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? That's where it's all at. A lot of times we put all of our attention upon the world and are really knowledgeable of what the world can do, but here our own life is no better off than the world. So let's examine our own heart today. I think we can examine it by looking at the situations and the circumstances that we're involved in today. You would have every right to be down and disheartened and sad and, and just full of distress in your life today. You'd have every right to be because you're in prison. You're in prison. So check out your life today because Jesus wants you to be full of joy and full of happiness. And if you're full of joy and happiness today, you will see that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you're full of sadness and distress today, you'll see that your relationship is not quite so good. James says that if we have trials, we're to count it all a joy. Are we counting those trials joy today? Count it all a joy, he says. Well, as we read this morning in the scripture, the shepherds were out in the field looking over their flock, and all of a sudden the angel shined upon them that great light. Isn't that right? And they said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Great joy has been brought to you today. It says, Which shall be to all people. And you know that includes every one of you out there? If you have any sadness in your life today, you don't have to. Great joy has been brought into your life, the Scriptures say. And as His presence came into the field that day through that great light, and as He came into that manger that day through the person, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Shepherds begin to rejoice and the angels begin to rejoice and his presence brought joy and gladness into the hearts of mankind. His very presence brought joy, didn't it? And that's exactly what David said. David said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. His presence, there could be no greater joy than the presence of Jesus Christ in your life today. There is none other. The pleasures of this world may look good to you today, and you may be able to get your kicks for a few seconds, but Jesus is the only joy that's in this world today. That's that great joy that was born in Bethlehem in that manger in those swaddling clothes. It's Jesus. As Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Are you running around full of strength today? 
If you have lack of strength today, it's a good sign that you don't have any joy in your life today. That's pretty clear, isn't it? But if you've got a lot of zeal and zest and happiness and radiance, it means that you're full of Jesus. And that's what Nehemiah was talking about. Peter says that your joy can get so great that it begins to be unspeakable. Can you believe that? Unspeakable. I know Chris and I, we've been out on our visits a lot of times, and we get so joyful that all we know how to say is wow. And you wonder, where did that four-letter word, or three-letter word come from? Wow. You know, it became unspeakable. It gets so good at times. And what Peter was talking about when he said this was that when we have trials and tribulations, you don't have to be sad. You can still be joy, joyful because great joy has been given unto you today. Jesus said that no man can take your joy away from you. Hallelujah. Are you letting trials and tribulations take your joy away today? Jesus says it can. I'm talking about a joy that can be so powerful in your life that nobody can take it away. Nothing can destroy it. I'm talking about victory. I'm talking about being a conqueror, being an overcomer in this world today. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about triumphing with Christ Jesus. I'm talking about a child of God, a child of the King that lives inside of us today through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's who I'm talking about, Jesus. And this joy, the Scriptures say, was given to all people. And as we live in the kingdom of God today, the Scriptures tell us that it's not food nor meat nor drink nor the things of pleasure, but what is it? It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is available to you today. Do you know that? It's available to you. It's there for your taking. You can take it or you can reject it. It's up to you. You got the choice. You can have a happy, radiant life or you can have a sad, distressful life. It's your choice. As we look into the Scriptures, it says, Great joy is given to all people, for unto you a child is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior, Number one, Christ, number two, and a, and a Lord, number three. It can be three, he can be three things to you today. He can be Christ, or he can be a Savior, he can be Christ, and he can be Lord. And as those angels talked to the shepherds, they were saying, in a sense, go on down to Bethlehem, and you'll find a babe there wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger in the most lowly place that he could be, but nevertheless, he's the Savior. See, he's the Christ, and he's the Lord. And that's what he wants to be to you today, a Savior, a Christ, a Lord. Over in the book of Matthew in 121, as the angel of the Lord spoke unto Joseph, the father of Mary, or the mother, or the husband of Mary, he said, he shall save his people from their sin. I don't know if you recognize what that word save means or not, but it means to deliver from your sin. It means to restore back to perfect health, to restore and to heal 
and to save and to give salvation and to bring perfect soundness into your life. That's what that word save means. It means that if you're in distress, it means that if you're in sadness, if you're in darkness, if you're in turmoil, if you're sick today, it means that you can be delivered from sickness and sin and disease and the garbage of this world today. That's what it means. It means that he's your savior. He has saved you from the world. He has saved you from darkness. He has saved you from the devil. And he has lifted you up into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That's what that holy child in Bethlehem meant to this world. He was a savior. He was the line of the tribe of Judah, the seed of Abraham, the son of David, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, king of kings, lord of lords, altogether lovely, the holy child, the altogether lovely one that came in the manger to die for you and for us. That's what he did. Born in a manger. That's who was wrapped in those swaddling clothes. A child that came to go to the cross for you and me. To go down into death and sin and disease and sickness. And to pull you up from that as you identify yourself with him into the resurrected life of Jesus Christ, pouring out his anointing and Holy Ghost upon you today so that you can live with joy in this world today. It's available to you. He justified us. He made us righteous. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The one that said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. The Savior, the only Savior of this world today who was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Isn't that right? Yes. Manifest to destroy the devil and to lift us up into a new place of living, up into the kingdom of God to where we can step upon the things of the world and live in joy. No one can take my joy away from me today. It's been given for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that's all people, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That little hand that was in that cradle reached down and lifted us up out of garbage because of his great love for you and for I. He came to translate us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Isn't that right? He came to separate us from darkness. He came to make us holy and to sanctify us, to purify us, to give us power and an anointing so that we can be victorious in this world today. That's what Jesus came for. He came to not only be the Savior, but he came to be the Christ. Is he the Savior in your life today? But more important, is he the Christ in your life today? The prophet Isaiah, 750 years before he came, said, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. I don't know if you know what that word Emmanuel means or not. Which being interpreted means God with us. But I want you to know today that that word Christ means anointed. Anointed. 
The anointed came to be with us. Well, let's carry it one step further. The anointed Christ wants to be inside of you today. And that's how he lives in this world. Inside of you, radiant through the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointed inside of you. Yes, Jesus is coming back to get his church. And we're even coming back with him. It tells us to rule and to judge the nation. But Christ wants to live in your heart now, today. He said after 30 years of his life, he said, you are the light of the world. He wants you to be anointed today with the Holy Ghost. He says to let your light so shine that the Father may be glorified by your good works. Is the Father glorified by your good works today? But first of all, are you glorified? You have to be glorified. You have to be anointed and radiant in your life today. You have to be bearing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, peace, and joy which Jesus brought to give to others. But how do we do this? That's the question. Like Brother Bob says, people always tell me what I should be, but they never give me the answer to how I can be. So I want you to know how you can be radiant for Jesus today. First of all, he's got to be your Savior. He's got to be your Christ and be anointed inside of you. But thirdly, he must be your Lord, the Lord of your life. The angel had them in the proper order. Angels don't make mistakes, I don't think. He said unto you, a child is born. He shall be your Savior. And I think many of you today have him as your Savior, don't you? Let me hear an amen on that. But I don't know how many of you have him as your Christ. Yes, I see a lot of smiling faces around there. And I want to hope that that is not a spirit of just Christmas. I, I hope it's a spirit of Christ inside of you that's anointing you today. But he wants to be your Lord of your life. And that involves more than some of us are giving today. That involves everything to Jesus. That involves a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, if you don't trust Christ, how can you have a Savior? How can you have an anointing? How can you have faith to have a radiance like that is possible today? You've got to have Him as Lord. You know, today I'm concerned about a living Christ. A living Christ in you and in me and in my brothers and in the ministers here at the chapel. A living Christ. One that lives in humility as he came in that manger. I am not so much concerned about the child in Bethlehem because he's not living today only in me. I'm not concerned about the Christ that was on the cross today. And I'm not concerned about the Christ that went down into that grave for you and me. But I'm concerned about one thing. The living Christ. That's where he is today. Living. He's not in the manger. He's not on the cross. He's not in the tomb. But he's living in you and I. 
as Lord of our life. That's where Jesus is. He's inside of us. And he's at God's right-hand side of the Father where he's making intercessions for you and me. So what must we do? James says that if we draw nigh to God, that he'll draw nigh to us. Number one, are we drawing nigh to God? This Christmas, like never before, I'm talking to every one of you out there. We need to draw nigh to God. The situation in this world as it stands right now, it could be the twinkling of an eye, and there we go to be with Jesus. We need to be nigh to God. The prophecies are down so close to being right on time right now that we need to be nigh to God. We need to have Jesus as the Lord of our life today. We need to think about this. We need to think about being close to God today. We're risen with God today, aren't we? From the grave. We're risen in victory today. And God says that if you be risen with Christ to seek those things which are above. Isn't that right? To set your affections on things that are above. Some of us may have our affections today set up on the things of the world. It's awful easy to do out there today, isn't it? I can imagine. It's awful easy to get our affections set up on Santa and his Christmas trees and the reindeers. I'm not running him down because I think he does bring a little bit of joy with his ho-ho-hoing. <laughs> I want to be very careful about that. <laughs> Wouldn't want to run down Santa Claus, you know. But our affections must be on things of above. The Word of God. We must be in the Word of God. That's how He becomes Lord of our lives. You know, if I never was in the Word, I never would have any joy. I never would have any peace. Because I wouldn't know the Christ that was born in that manger that day. If I wasn't in the Word, I wouldn't know what to think about. I would be thinking about those things of the world. If I wasn't in the Word, I'd never know that Jesus rose from the dead for me and gave me the victory that I know that He has given to me today. I would never know to reach out and take it if I had never heard that I should believe in the Christ and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in my heart. I would have never known that I needed to do that if I wasn't saved. I would have never known that I was risen today and could have victory today if I wasn't in the Word. I would have still been computed with those things of the world. I would have never known that deliverance could be possible for me today if I hadn't been in the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Paul says to think upon those things that are true and lovely and honest and of a good rapport. And if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think upon those things. Those things which you have heard and seen in me do. And the peace of God shall be with you. The peace of God needs to be with you today. We must get into the Word of God. The answer to a joyous life, the answer to joy to the world today is being in the Word of God as Him, as, him, as Lord of your life. Today I want to answer, ask you a question. 
And I don't want you to answer it by letting me hear what you say. I just want you to answer it in your heart today. Is Jesus the Savior of your life? Is he the Christ of your life? Is he the Lord of your life and are you living and dwelling in the word of God? He says to let the word of Christ richly dwell in you and all wisdom and understanding, teaching and admonishing one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. I couldn't sing if I didn't have the word of God in me. The word that has been made flesh not only in Jesus but inside of me today and can be inside of you and I believe it is inside of a lot of you today. That's the Jesus. That's the Jesus that we grow in, the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's where the joy comes from today. Number one, he needs to be your Savior. Now for those of you that don't have him as your Savior, I want to talk to you just for a second. It's because you haven't got fellowship with God. The Word tells us that if we have fellowship with God, fellowship with Jesus, fellowship with one another, that we're going to have joy. If you don't have joy today, it's because of your lack of fellowship. For those of you that don't have Him as your Savior right now, can say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and anoint me with your Holy Ghost. You can say that right now. You can confess Him with your mouth and receive him into your life. You can do that by just believing and receiving what is available to you right now, but just saying by saying yes to Jesus. The ones of you that have Jesus as your Savior and are in sin right now and have a broken relationship, and this morning you don't have any joy on Christmas as you should, all you got to do is just bow your head to him and just say, Jesus, Forgive me of my sin. And he will do it just like that. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness so that you can have peace and joy in the Holy Ghost this morning. He can be the Christ in your life this morning. He can fill your life so full of joy that you won't know what happened to you. You won't even know what hit you. For some of you that have received him as your Savior, you just need a little bit of more of Jesus. There is nothing that I can think of that is more beautiful than the joy of the Holy Ghost upon a person's life today. The Christ, the anointed one, you can have him in your life by just asking the Holy Spirit to anoint you and to fill you and the scriptures say that he will do it and he will come in. If you will just yield your hand and your heart up to him and just open your heart and allow him to come in. It's available. It's great joy. It's Jesus. That's all it is. It's Jesus that wants to fill your heart today. I believe some of you have went that far. But how many of us have just said, forget everything else. I want to make him number one in my life. I want to lay down everything to Jesus. I want to serve him with all my heart. I want to be his soldier. I want to go all the way. I don't want to go halfway, but I want to go all the way with Jesus. How many has decided to do that? To go all the way with Jesus. No strings held back. Nothing held back. All the way with Jesus. How many of us? Now that's where it takes commitment. Commitment. Let me read you what the prophet Jeremiah said, what kind of commitment he had to stand in the presence of God and speak for God. He said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. 
You need to eat the Word of God today. If you're not in the Word of God, and I know how many of you are in the Word of God today. I know how many of you are saturated with the Spirit of God, and then you wonder why you hadn't got joy. And I know the ones of you that are have, have the Word of God in you. I know how many are eating the Word of God. I know how many of you are living not upon bread alone, but upon every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The Lord knows too. He knows your heart. He knows He wants to give you wisdom and understanding today. And it's for you. Jeremiah ate the word. And he says, it was joy unto me. And rejoicing unto me. For I am called by thy name. Today, we, as Christians, are called by his name. The name of Jesus. The powerful name of Jesus. That every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you might as well go ahead and do it now. Right now. Every knee is going to do that. You're going to do it before that great day of the Lord. You're going to do it. So you might as well go ahead and make him Lord of your life. And if you're full of the word, you're going to be full of joy because great joy has come unto you through that babe that was in that manger. He's given it. You just got to take it. That's all. It's a gift. It's the unspeakable gift, isn't it? The unspeakable gift of God that he gave. That's what he gave. It's that saving name, that healing name, that devil-defeating name, that imperial name. That name of Jesus that gives us joy in this world today, that's what's available to every one of you. It's especially for you today. It's at your taking. You've got the decision. Make him Savior. You can make him Christ. Or you can make him Lord of your life. I want him to be Lord of my life. I want him to be everything in my life. And I just want to ask that some of you make decisions today. I think a lot of you already have made decisions. I think you've heard the truth today. And as Chris and Brother Lance sings this song this morning, I would just ask for you to be thinking about that babe in swaddling clothes that came to die for your sin. And he wants you to make him the Savior. Christ and the Lord. You can do it right now. Just between you and God. <laughs>